Blog Talk Radio. What's up, everybody? My name is Clifton Pettyjohn, and you are listening to Transformation Radio, where we transform lives through purposeful conversations. Transformation Radio. Radio. What's up, everybody?
everybody. Welcome to Transformation Radio, where we transform lives through purposeful conversations. My name is Clifton Pettyjohn. I'm a purpose strategist, author, transformation coach, and spiritual leader. I provide tools and strategies to transition you from a life of merely existing to living a life full of purpose. Thanks for tuning again, tuning in again on tonight. We have an amazing guest, but before we get to our guest, I just want to do some background work. I want to thank Ms. Siobhan Mason once again for uh, providing this platform for us. She just said, come on, do what you do. She gave me her listening audience, so I'm grateful for each and every one of you that tunes in as well. Now, having that said, I open up the phone lines throughout the show. The reason why I do that is because we want your feedback. We want you involved in the conversation. We have experts on here that can answer questions that you have. However, I want you to understand I'm going to limit everybody's phone call to one minute. Yes, I will hang up on you. Don't take it personal. Understand, we just have to be respectful of our guests, giving them enough time to share their story that they took time to come come and share. Also, I want us to understand we have the right to disagree with each other. My guests and myself don't agree on everything. However, we have learned, all of my guests, we have learned to be respectful of each other's beliefs, and we believe that when we can be respectful of each other's beliefs, we listen and learn from a place of growth. And then when we learn from that place of growth, we begin to create the better world that we all seek and desire. All right? So here's the call-in number, 516-387-1756. Again, 516 387-1756. All right, guys. So are y'all ready? Without further ado, I want to welcome to the show Mr. Gordon Scott Walker Jr. Welcome to the show, Mr. Uh, not Mr. <laughs> welcome to the show, Gordon. Thank you. I'm glad to be a part. Listen, we're glad to have you here on tonight. We just want you to relax to yourself. Enjoy yourself. There are people that are out there that are listening that need to hear your story as well as information about your business, the ministry, everything, all right? Yes, sir. So here what we're going to do, we're going to start with a light question. We're not going to go too hard in the beginning. If you had one superpower, what would that superpower be and why? I always like to go with Professor X, so I got. I like to know the mind. I need to hear what the heck you're saying. All right, so you like the, the psyche of it all. Yes. Okay, all right. I can dig that. I can. I always say invisible. I want to be invisible, so I could just be in places, listening to conversations with oh, you all that. Yeah, my. That's what I like knocking people over and different stuff like that. It's not gotcha. good. It's not good. That's why I don't have it. All right. Now here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna play a game of word association before we get into the questions. I'm gonna say a word. You can either give me a word that comes to mind when you hear this word, or you can tell me what that word means to you. Okay. okay. All right, here we go. We got about two, four, six, eight, twelve, fourteen, sixteen words. No, I'm playing one. It's about eight words, I think it is. Love. Role playing. Okay. Can you elaborate on that? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so, uh, you know, just, you know, who you like to play. (laughs) Okay, I got you, I got you. Okay. Massage. Body. Okay. All right. Transformation. Mind. Okay. 
And why do you believe when you why do you associate transformation with the mind? Because it starts with the mind. Okay, okay, all right. So do you believe a lot of people never really experience real transformation because although they may change the behavior, they haven't really changed their mindset. They're just modifying the behavior. I believe so. I believe that they would like to. Okay. I think that, but you just focus on them all. Okay, cool, cool. All right. <laughs> all right, life. Oh, life? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I say live. Live, I like that. Ministry. <clears throat> oh, home. Okay. Support. I was going to say. Um, uh, family. Family. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Health. Food. Mm. Okay. Praise. All right, now, listen, we're going to have some fun tonight. I already told you it's already going it's gonna to be fun, it's going to be exciting, and you're still going to be empowered. So don't get distracted by us having fun, because I'm telling you there's going to be some empowerment wrapped up in it. All right, Gordon, you co-authored the book, The City of Refuge Changed Our Lives, yes, right? Sir. Okay. Now, the title of the section that you wrote was called Filtered Purpose. Yes, sir. Filtered Purpose. That thing stood out to me. How did you come up with that title? Actually, it was I just looked at where my life was going, mm-hmm. and not going to get too deep into it, but where my life was going mm-hmm. based off what um, validated me. Okay, okay. What validated me. And then um, coming into the city of refuge and uh, where they teach us to really get, get God for yourself, right. uh, gain a relationship, um, it begin to give me a purpose of the things that I wanted to do mm-hmm. and just got clouded by other validations of what I was doing. Okay. So that's what that was. And that's, that's the next thing I was going to talk about. I wrote down the quote that you wrote. You said, my purpose in life had been tainted when I was young. And when I got old enough, that was all I knew. Do you believe that a lot of people are out there in life operating off of that's all I know because they haven't had the encounter. We're going to talk about the encounter that you had at the city as well. But do you believe a lot of people are, you know, wandering and wandering through life like that because they haven't had that encounter that, you know, transforms their thinking? Yes, sir. So with that, um, like I said, that's all I knew was what validated me, what affirmed me. And I would like to say what worked Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because we go by usually what works. And when we see what works, we put it in every area of our lives. And when we see that it's actually working at that moment, then that's what we rely on. Now you hit that right there. Now I want to stay right there for a minute. You talked about what works, okay? How did you transition from a place of, even though it was working, understanding that it wasn't beneficial for you as it related to your life and to your purpose? Um, Because it did not bring a sense of my purpose. Okay. That's just, what that is. It did not benefit what I wanted to do that I'm currently doing now. Okay, okay. And so, and not only that, but I actually got to see and be ex- experienced and witness, be a first uh, person point of view of how it affected other people. I like that. Okay. Now, I was reading in your section, I laughed the first time I read it, and I was reading it again this week. But, um, I want to know, how did you get from the place where you told your brother, I'll come, 
but nobody better not touch me. To the place of understanding, you know, that the city was, that's your home. That's that's where, you know, that's your people. That's your tribe. How did you transition from that to that? Um, God. Again, it taught mm-hmm. me relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I met this short black man. <laughs> that's how you. Um, that's how he worded it in the book as well. God. I met this short black man. Um, I didn't. I, I didn't look up to ethnic males. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't like males. Um, so to come and my brother, where I was heading to, he mm-hmm. intervened on that thing. See. Okay. And uh, like we when we were little, we always played church. So I was always the converter. Okay. Anyway, so I okay. came out. I was always the prostitute. Okay. I, I always came in and was like, "How did he?" Uh, I my testimony was I was on the streets and doing mm-hmm. all types of stuff. Um, to really him, uh, inviting me to come to the city of refuge, mm-hmm. and maybe it was me. I can't even tell you why I said that. Mm-hmm. I just knew, maybe, maybe there was something with it. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't know why I said nobody touched me. Okay. Are you following me? Um, mm-hmm. so I don't know why I tell you truth because I didn't come from a. Uh, I, I'm a, I used to be a Jehovah's Witness, so they ain't touching you anyway. Right, right. Um, I did Baptist. They really didn't touch you anyway. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I just came from that saying, "Don't touch me." And to get to this short black man who came in, and I came in with my brother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for him to say. The Lord will not allow me to touch you. I was going to hit that next. That's where I was going. I thought it was witchcraft. Because I'm like, wait a minute. This man does not know. I don't want to be touched. But this God, Mm -hmm. I mean, I know, but I guess to really experience him in that different light. It was like, whoa. Mm -hmm. To the point where I think it was about five, seven years, eight years now, um, because I'm 30, Mm -hmm. where the Lord said, you can call them family. Mm. And uh, I'm about to get emotional, but right. that's where that thing, because I don't believe in, not everybody's my mother, not everybody's not my father, yes. not everybody's my brother, because yes. yes. nowadays you're my brother, but you want to sleep with me. You're my yes. sister, and you want to tangle on me. Yes. I, I don't understand what I'm in the sense, right. so, but that's where that came from. Okay, okay. Now let's talk about the family. That you were just talking about family. How important is it to have family? Especially we're around the holiday season, and we were, I was talking to my guest on Wednesday night, and we were talking about how so many people don't have family uh, that they can go home to and have an experience extended family as well. How important was that to your process as well? You know, you said it took you a while to even begin to call them your family, but how important was that, you know, as far as it relates to your growth and development as well? Um one because these were outsiders to me mm-hmm. um and you know i got another project going on but you know people will understand how i think okay after okay. a while okay. but definitely um at one point in time i didn't even know my own biological family okay so uh family and everybody has a definition of family mm-hmm. but i definitely knew that you i was not to call you family until Something. I knew something had to tell me. Mm-hmm. Something or someone had to say, this is family. Okay. Not perfect, but it's perfect for me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that's where um, I just got to. It was, it was just that. Now, let's, one more thing about family, because you wrote something in your book. 
you said, to me, my family was foreign to me because of the isolation I put myself in. I like how he worded that because so many times um, some people will say, you know, my family was foreign to me because they isolated me. But you took responsibility for the isolation. Um, so how did you even realize that? Like, how did you come to the realization of that? Once again, people get tired God. Mm-hmm. Because um, if we learn to really be honest, we will actually get healed from being honest. There we go. We will honestly be like you know, um, I, no, no, to no offense to different race, but black people, mm-hmm. African American, it's like we exaggerate everything. Everything. Mm-hmm. If there's one dish, if there's one fork in the in the sink, there's a bunch of dishes. Yeah. If there's, mm-hmm. um, but what I'm what I'm getting to is our mind is so abstract. We put everything together, mm-hmm. and not everything is together. Right. But when I came to the realization that this is what I did to myself because they didn't make me do it. They did the normal thing and they tried to be there for me. Mm -hmm. But because of the issue that was present, Mm -hmm. I blamed them. Right, right, right. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so when I got out of the whole, you know what? I did it to myself. Right. And this was the reason why I did it. I've learned that it was me that all along. Right. So I had to learn to stop saying there is no food in the house because that'd be a lie. It's not what I want to eat. That's the key, yeah. <laughs> that's why there's no food because right. there's nothing in there that I want to eat, right. which makes it. And as we learn, and people don't even know that when we're saying that, we're putting um, our, my apostle, priest, mm-hmm. on, we can actually cultivate. Mm-hmm. We can actually cultivate or make ourselves believe something that's not even believable. Right, right. Right in front of us, we cultivate anger. We can cultivate anger and bitterness right. and 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 um, deflection. Right. We can say that to take away responsibility because sometimes responsibility is hard to eat. Yeah, that's so true. But the one thing God allowed me to see was because of this current situation or the common cares of life, this is what I did. And okay. so that's where I put, even when I write, I'm like, no, because I got to take responsibility for what I put myself in. This is what I created. This is what I did. They didn't do nothing. This right. is just what I did. Right. Yeah, I mean, and as I said, I definitely recommend the book um, to everyone that's listening that's out there. You're wondering, you're wandering, you're out there, you're at a crossroad in life. You need to pick up this book and hear everyone's story in this book. I'm telling you, it's some of them I know, and sometimes you think you know people, but then you read even more in detail their story and it helps you understand it even more but it also helps you understand the development of their personal relationship with God that transformed their life. At the end of the show I'm going to have them give you the information to where you can purchase the book, all right? Now, one more thing out of the book that you said, okay? Mm-hmm. You said molested and raped from the age of 3 to 12. All I knew was sex and how to make people feel good to the point my mind was trained that that was all I could do. Now, how hard was that transitioning oh. from that mindset? Oh, man. Once again, God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to call it the womb experience. Okay. Being, 
um, this was not too long ago. This was four years ago. Mm-hmm. Four years ago, 25, 26, um, I had uh, been in Sabbath service and also preached again. And I went home. I could still feel the residue of what he had preached, mm-hmm. talking about being healed. And this particular time, I just could not shake it. Mm-hmm. I could not shake it. And so um, I forgave the person, but what haunted me was all that came with it. Right, right. That's what haunted me. That's mm-hmm. what tormented me. That's how I acted out. That's all I knew. That like validation. Mm-hmm. You know, I I was I can't. I was you know I was told some good things. Praise right, God. Right, right, right. I feel mm-hmm. It kept me out the dark. Right. <laughs> and then you know, I'll tell you, but um. I'm in the room. At this time, I was living with my cousin. I was in the room. I was in the room. And that night, I could. I just kept crying. Mm-hmm. I kept crying. Lord, he was dealing with me at this time. Because I remember, like, even now, I can remember. I can remember being touched. I can remember being fingered. Mm-hmm. I could remember mm-hmm. the, these things right. that was going on. Mm-hmm. I could remember it. And... The Lord told me to get naked. Mm-hmm. And I said, whoa. Whoa, why am I getting naked? But I got naked. Right. I got naked. And so next thing you know, God was just dealing with me. And he started telling me to talk about it while I was naked. Mm. Getting naked before him. I got you. And that's basically mm-hmm. what it was. I that's was naked was. before yep. God. Yep. But yep. he was coaching me right. on how to do this thing. Mm-hmm. He coached me on how to do That's this good. thing. And so um, I started crying and I could just kept talking. I felt this. I felt this. And I started getting louder and I got an ugly cry. But I'd be trying to be in a mirror and shooting that thing up so that when people look at me, they'd be like, you look cute crying. But I couldn't. Okay, because this thing was messy. <laughs> this thing was messy. Mm-hmm. And so then um, I was crying louder. I was crying louder. Luckily, nobody was home. Mm-hmm. But um, once again, I'm, I'm going to say the power of sometimes support the right way. The right way. The right way. And so my leader came. He just was over there, and he came to check on me and heard me. And he saw that I was I like to be honest. He saw that I was naked. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but he was in tune. Mm-hmm. And I do believe amongst what everybody will say about their leader, my leader was in tune the moment he came oh, in. No, I believe that. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I was covered up, but, it was, I mean, it was like he knew what God said mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. the moment he walked in. Mm-hmm. And he just guided me because it was becoming to get fearful mm-hmm. where I'm not even, I couldn't really even trust God with it. Right, right. But I trusted him enough to have this man mm-hmm. see me somewhat with these cakes that I'm trying to grow. <laughs> and, you know, he covered me right. to say, come on, let's go. Let's go. And I mean, mm-hmm. it's like he knew. Mm-hmm. And he coached me through it to the point where the squeal came mm-hmm. right on out. Right came right on out mm-hmm. and then he said all right baby 
No need to no need to do it. It's out. It's gone. I could feel it was gone. But I felt so, so I felt this emptiness where I don't know if you ever been so empty that it hurts. Mm-hmm. And something needs to be replaced in it. I mean my throat was dry. I'm pretty sure my breath was thick. You know like the pop of mint. But I did it. I did it. And he said, Now let's give him praise. Give him praise. You know, and and it went from there. And went from there. And that moment, freedom hit me. And so I went from all I knew was good sex mm-hmm. to you're more than sex. That's it. And ever since then, I've been walking in my purpose without that. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Now, I want y'all to hear something he said. He was talking about how he has an ugly crowd. I'm not going to comment on that. Um, but here's what he said. Seriously, seriously, <laughs> He said that he was trying to pretty it up, but it just still was, it was a messy situation. Sometimes in order to get what we need to get to, we have to embrace that. It has to be a messy situation to pull us out of the messiness of the situation. And we have to stop trying to pretty it up so that we can get exactly what we need. I know it's a lot of us out there that are listening that hear his story and you know you've been right there. You've been right on the crust of wanting to give it up. You've been on the crust of trying to move past it, and you were looking for answers and solutions for it. I really hope that you heard his story on tonight. All right, let's keep going here. So now, filtered purpose. What is your purpose? Well, um, my purpose is to... Help those with hurt habits and hangups and words that positively affect themselves, their families, and their communities. Right, right. Okay. Now, how do you specifically help individuals? The the portion that you play in that, what what are some of the ways that you execute that help? I I like follow-ups. I like to do follow-ups. So when I um, see you, um, I know your name, I know your number, and let's go out to eat. Let's be human first. Okay. Without trying to be deep so deep in mm-hmm. what is it? You so deep that you know earthly no good. No earthly good. I, I I'm all, and and I'm learning. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm learning, Mr. Question, that um, <laughs> um uh, how to balance that out. Yeah, because yeah. you know I can be sometimes too earthly. Too earthly. I got you. you know that yeah, yeah you know good. I forget my myself of who I am in God. Praise Him. But uh, yeah, I try to balance that out. So you see the more practical side of ministry then. So you you are a person that believes that even after the person comes to church, they come to the altar, there's some care that has to take place after that. Do you believe that that's why sometimes in the body of Christ we lose a lot of people because we don't follow through with that aftercare? Yes. And as you said, um, a lot of us, um, I was talking to my, my apostle this week, and I said, I think we're we're neighborhood minded. We're local minded. Mm. We're neighborhood, local, and community minded. That's good. And reason because notice you said in the body of Christ, people yeah. only focus on church. Right, right, right. Got to remember individually, we're a church as an individual. Right, anyway, right, right. so why we focus on church when we should be focused on body mm. or kingdom? Right, right, right. And so. We always do stuff um, now where we got to wait for something bad to happen to to follow up mm-hmm. when we should just be following up, and it's called preventative care. People forget that. Why We don't have to wait. We can just continue to follow up, and then 
things happen. It's called common cares of life. Right, right. So even when they do, the fact that they have strength enough before that happens to say, okay, it's not bad, whatever the case may be, you can keep them. It, I, it actually keeps them. It actually grooms them to be positive. That's right. I like to say that it constantly grooms them to be positive. Oh, I totally agree. I totally agree with that. That's what ministry is to me. It's that aftercare. Sometimes we get so focused on let's get them in here, let's get them saved, and tell them what they should be doing, but we never, you know, go and check on. I think the first thing in order to get them saved is God reach them. Right, right, right. And sometimes I think the mindset has always been. Well, they need to come to us as opposed to us going to them. Like, yeah. Let's go get our hands dirty and do what we got to do. Now, how did you discover your purpose? Ooh, God. Got you. <laughs> it may be just, that may be my answer for the rest of the year. Okay. Right. Just God. Mm-hmm. Everybody say God. And, and that that's a good answer. And the reason why I keep asking, I know what he's going to say with some of the answers. I know it's going to be God. But I want to keep directing us there because I want us to understand the importance of that foundation, that relationship with God, or whoever you subscribe to, you know, we respect whoever you subscribe to, but you need to be grounded in some degree in order for you to understand, you know, who you are and, you know, the purpose that's connected to you. That way your purpose can be filtered. I love that. Filter purpose. And can I interject, and interject respectfully? Mm-hmm. I am praying. Mm-hmm. I've been praying for a while that people learn how to make amends with God. Yes. Hit that, hit that. Because people think you can't be mad with God. Mm-hmm. Okay, it says don't torture him foolishly. Mm-hmm. But we got to understand that we're human. Right. And, you know, we don't understand everything. Right. But the one thing I've learned to do is that what I would do with my lover, if I had one, mm-hmm. I would want to do with God. Right, right, so right. if I'm mad with my lover, what do we do? We tend to try to see how to resolve that. Right. We tend to see how we can better the relationship. I pray that it'd be the same with God because sometimes we don't um, understand God. We get mad when things happen and people give either God too much credit or give the devil too much credit. Mm -hmm. And some of it is neither or. It's just life. This is what happens. But um, but the devil, the enemy, would deflect it. Because who has the most power? Of course, God. Right, right. So if he could utilize that mm-hmm. to bring his people against him, yep. then he has got yep. something. And my main prayer is that people make amends with God. Right. So that way they can know who they are and not get lost up in being angry and bitter over something they can't never control. Right. And if you listen to a couple shows back, you'll remember me sharing even myself with uh, sharing with you guys about myself, how I had to come to the place to realize I was angry with God. And when I get angry with God, I can identify it. You know why? Because I stopped praying like I normally pray. Okay. I stopped digging in my word like I normally dig in my word. Sometimes my speech changes, my attitude changes. I'm very short. I'm short quickly when, you know, I'm off tilt because I'm not centered. So I'm glad that you brought that up because I think that is very important for people to even understand that you can be honest and say that you're angry with God, because I think some people were kind, are kind of reserved in saying that because they kind of were taught, you don't question God, you don't, you know, the don'ts that, you, you, that you're not supposed to do, but then you grow in your spiritual walk and you begin to realize, wait a minute, something, something's not right here. And it was that that helped me regather, uh, gather myself to understand 
but you angry with God. Like you angry with him. Like it's not you done dealt with your anger toward this person. You done dealt with your anger towards yourself and something's still not clicking. You've directed it towards God. Okay. This is good. Okay. If there was one song to describe your life right now, what would that song be? Uh, describe my life. Uh, I, 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 you know, uh, uh, what is it? It's a, it's a nice phrase in the music. All right. Uh, I can't remember, but I remember that's what uh, Apostle Roach had sung one time. Um, I thought I need them to sing at my funeral. But it was just talking about don't give up. Mm-hmm. Um, as it describes my life, because I, I'm a person, I, and I come from a stock. Of, I'm like, when I come from a stock uh, where um, if something doesn't happen, instead of retweaking it, they give up, they give a fully up on it. Mm-hmm. It's just, oh, it doesn't work, so I'm going to do something else. And I saw where the instability was. And so um, even sometimes, uh, scarcely, mm-hmm. I get, okay, this ain't working how I want it. I'm about to give up. Yeah. And, and so with that, uh, uh, oh. If I hold out just a little while longer. Just a little while longer. Ah, yeah, yeah, I have to lay in my feet right now. But if I hold oh, out just a little time, oh, don't you do I, that. I, I can't, I can't. Watch your time. I can't hit it like a possible. Okay. I can't hit it like a possible. Okay, I'm going to sing that for me. I'm yeah. tomorrow, uh, tomorrow going to say it. But if I hold out just a yeah. little while longer, God will give me the victory. Yes. That describes my whole effort. And you're talking about holding out there, okay? How do you distinguish when you need to hold out as it relates to something and when you do need to give up on something because what you're attempting to make come to pass just isn't a part of your purpose? Uh, prayer. Prayer, communication. <laughs> uh, prayer, but I always ask God, because sometimes when you mature in him, mm-hmm. sometimes you don't need to go to him in prayer about him to show you and it's like, oh, this right. is about it. Right. Um, but I always say I always ask for maturity. Okay. I always pray for maturity uh, to decipher and and be able to discern. That's the word okay. I'm going to discern. If, if this is what I should do versus if I should hold out. And most times you will get a still voice or mm-hmm. something, as they say, from the the spirit, the spirit man, or even in your belly that says something's telling me to hold out. Right. And I'm going to hold out. But while I'm in it, what do what does me to be a part while I'm holding out? That's it. That's so that's what I do. Okay. Now, let's talk about Gordon, the massage technique. Okay. okay. How did you get into massage? Younger. Okay. I would see my mom massage my dad and vice versa. Mm-hmm. That caught my eye. Mm-hmm. I was doing it to my teachers or anybody okay. that came in contact. I, all I knew was, are you stressed? Let me massage you. Okay. Always heard um, you, you should make something of it. I didn't know the actual career until, um, once again, I got to, you're going to hear me talk about the city. Mm-hmm. I don't call it the church. I call well, it my city. city. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in my city tribe, uh, mainly my pastor, said, um, did you know, blah, 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 blah? And I said, no, I didn't. And went there. And those of you who watch the show, you already know who he's talking about as far as his pastor. He's talking about Apostle Roach. I talk about him when I'm talking about the entrepreneur uh, side of myself. It was him that pushed me. It was him that believed in me when I did not believe in myself. If you haven't listened to the show, 
So that's who he's talking about right now, Apostle Roach, all right? So, okay, so now you realize you can turn it into something, mm -hmm. okay? So now how was how did the process begin? Did you just, uh, you went to school. I know you went to school for it and everything, but what happened, you know, after you went to school? Did you just have a building? Did you just have a business? Did you? How did it evolve into what it is today? Um, so there, I actually worked at, and that's who, um, uh, the, I went to, actually, I, I graduated, mm -hmm. and a month later, mm -hmm. let me tell you, let me, this is sidebar, okay, because mm -hmm. the one thing, I, the one person I want to massage mm -hmm. is Queen Latifah, okay, let me go to I love my queen, okay, I love Miss Dana Owens, but she wanted to be called Queen Latifah, for those that know, <laughs> call her Queen Latifah, and so, um, mind you, I went to Dover Down, Topper mm -hmm. Star Salon. Mm -hmm. I got hired September 22nd. Mm -hmm. That was my, you know, I remember that remember day. Because that, that, that was very impactful for me. Mm -hmm. A week prior, mm -hmm. guess who was there? Who? Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah. <laughs> you missed her by a week. Oh. Oh. <laughs> when they told me, they was like, you know, they was asking me stuff. And I was like, one day, Dan, I want to do Queen Latifah. They said, oh, she was here last week. Wow. Now, mind you, the last that week prior to me getting hired, I had went in for the interview. Wow. Yeah. But I came back for the orientation. Just missed her. <laughs> Man, I said, y'all could have hired me when she was here. <laughs> Man, I was upset. But that's how I went into that. Uh, okay. And I worked there for five. Okay, okay. And then after that, um, when did you come up with the idea of turning it into a actual business? And we're going to get to the name of it as well. But when you when you transition it from you working for somebody else to, you know, turning it into your own business. Well, I knew that working for somebody ain't doing it. Right. I'll right. tell you the five signs of how you know. Okay. You meant to be an entrepreneur. Okay, here's five signs, guys. Okay. Here we go. One, if you wake up on your own time. <laughs> okay? It's not working. Okay, you're meant to be an entrepreneur <laughs> if you wake up on your own time. That's okay. number one. All right. Two, if you go on break and you still find up being late, <laughs> you just meant to... You're meant to be an entrepreneur. Has he found you okay. yet in, in one and two? Three. When you love what you do, you don't want to take order from nobody else. Right, right, right. So when they try to tell you something, you go, oh, baby, I've been doing this longer than you. You know what I mean? Okay. Three is when you're disobedient. And you, that's when you know. That's what I'm saying. But when you know that you do, when you somewhere, right. shape, or form, you're going to be an entrepreneur. It's when you just cannot take um, – you don't want nothing. You just can't take nothing from people. Right. And four, when you get agitated. Right. And five, when you decide to just leave because, you know, it's time to go. Got you. Okay. And so, you know there's more. Right, right. I, I definitely get that. Now, let's talk about the name. Because the name is Numa. 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 Oh, went up there. Yeah. You went up there. Can, <laughs> can you share what the name uh, means how you came up with the name, all of those great things. Right. Okay, so um, 
I love telling this story. So I've had like three different names. Okay. Welcome in touch. Seemed a little sexual. Right, okay. right, right. Welcome in touch. Gotta be careful when you try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't want the prostitutes or anything. Right, right, right. People who want happy endings. Yeah, um, slower. Two, it was anointed hands. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to just attract the the, the church people. The church, yes. Um, um, but three, I love telling the story because when I was working at Topper Star Salon, there was a woman at short term memory loss. Um, every ten seconds, mm-hmm. she's asking who you were. Wow. And so her kids told me two. It was two females that came and told me, and just so happened they that this woman was with me, and they told me, hey, she's going to be getting on your nerves. Because I feel like 
when you go in there and you're having a massage done, you are having a a spiritual encounter as well as a physical encounter. So I'm going to let him give the information about the um, where you can find him too to uh, book him. Book him. He'll come as well. I'll let him explain all that at the end of the show as well. So that's awesome. Okay. So let's talk about Gordon the Entrepreneur. Okay. What are some of the lessons that you've learned once stepping out and becoming or uh, walking in that entrepreneurship? So I will um, not contradict myself, but I will compliment what I said. Mm -hmm. When you can't take order from uh, people, you're meant to be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. But when you're meant to be an entrepreneur, you must be able to take lessons from other people. That's good. Because in that moment, you, the reason why you can't take, because there, you know there's more to you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so you being around them certain people, you can't go in with that next, that prior mentality to the next level. Right. And so it took humility mm -hmm. to help, help. And it's not that they told me what to do, but there was a guidance. Mm -hmm. There was a guidance. And of course they gave you instruction through that guidance. Now, what I like what he said was, he said, when you can't take orders, you have to be able to take, uh, was it instructions? Instructions. instructions. I like how he used those two words, and, and I encourage you to denote those two words. Look at the definition of those two words, and it gives you a different perception and outlook, you know, on what you're actually taking. That was good. Okay, now let's talk about Gordon, the wellness coach, the wellness coach. How did that come about, and what exactly is a wellness coach? Well, um, so I'm a wellness coach for Herbalife. Okay. Um, uh, my coach for that particular sect is uh, Carlton, uh, I, he, he may get my, it's Vaultord. Okay. Um, it's his name, but Carlton, uh, like I want to do everything that I want to do. Okay. And I always enjoyed uh, wellness, health and mm -hmm. wellness. And um, health doesn't always mean it has to be uh, an ailment. Mm -hmm. But wellness means I make up a decision, mm -hmm. an intentional choice. Mm -hmm. To live a productive, healthy life okay. in all aspects. Okay. It covers that. And so um, going into Herbalife, you know, I'm going to do my research. Um, that's my start. And um, I do meal planning. Um, I do one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching uh, or discovery to how I can help you gain weight, lose weight. Uh, beautify you. Uh, we have programs for people who are diabetic or mm -hmm. there's just all types of programs that I like and where they're going and, I, and what I see is really good and um, I think in 96 countries okay. we are in. Um, please don't quote me because okay. um, but it's, it's a fair amount of and we're hitting everything. Okay. And so I definitely said you know what and I prayed about it because, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not going to be – and I went forward with it. And mm -hmm. so I do that. I've been doing that going on a year and a half now. Okay. And so um, I hold them accountable. Being a wellness coach or being a coach, period, you don't help them. You help them – you assist them in helping them find the answers that already lie dormant in them. Out of them, yes. Um, and the one thing – because everybody said, be a counselor, be a counselor. And you know what I came to find out? 
find out, Clifton, I don't want to sit there because I am a sponge. Right, and right. some things I oh, cannot yeah. take out of me. So you can carry it all. Okay, I'm a to carry it all. I can tell you verbatim yeah. what you yeah. said. This is your action. I I can't do it. I had a whole breakdown even at my own self one time. And so I said, I need something that's going to be me where I can listen. But at the end of the day, know that you got it inside yourself because somebody helped me understand what's in me. And so coaching, uh, I actually uh, took life coaching. So I came certified in coaching um, and for life coaching. um, Then I did them um, Herbalife for wellness coaching, mm-hmm. and so I don't use the life coaching. I use wellness just right. all the way around. Because right. that covers everything. That covers everything. Okay. Okay, so now do you guys have um, a office around here or anything around here? Yes. Um, New You Nutrition mm-hmm. um, um, is where my coach, and I, I will, I will um, and we don't mind being team, but there's Mission Nutrition, mm-hmm. uh, there's about four or five okay. around, I'm going to say, um, that I know of in Delaware that you can go to. I'm um, in Wilmington and Milford. Uh, we have two here in Dover um, that I know of. I'm sorry, three that I know of. Um, and they do cardio drumming. Um, they have activities that pumps you to want to continue to be uh, in your in, in, uh, in, – be well uh, in your well-being okay. uh, for your health and wellness. So what separates them from everybody else uh, as far as with their products? Is it organic um, um, because they, it's called herbal yes. life? Okay. Um, a lot of it is organic. A lot okay. of it is pure. Okay. Um, it gives you the um, – I, I like the meal shakes. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives you the 21 vitamins. Uh, okay. It gives you your proteins. It gives you everything you – need in that one shake and the amount your your body needs to take it for that will last you okay okay all right that's awesome now let's talk about your partnership um with um miss paris um first of all if you've never been there it's beautiful (laughs) it is absolutely beautiful but that's where you do massages out of as well right yes sir okay um, how did that partnership come about? I was going to the um, small business, uh, small Delaware business uh, 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 development. Okay. Okay. SDBD. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, I met my, uh, I call her my mentor as far as the business aspect. Um, she got me with the um, planning, you know, the whole Get your 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 vision together, your mm-hmm. plan, what your paper, plan. your business plan. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And she was the one who got me to go there, um, mm-hmm. because that used that was also a mentor of Miss Paris. Oh wow! And so we hooked up, um, and we hit it off. We hit it off um, on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Um, you get a manicure and pedicure basic together for $35 with complimentary wine. If you don't do wine, we have water, tea, and coffee. Um, East Station has an iPad. You can surf the Safari, watch Netflix while you're being serviced. And then you have me who does massages there, or I do travel to you. So uh, my clients like the fact that there's a power of choice. And mm-hmm. I've learned that important, that people like choice. 
Mm-hmm. So you give them that power. And you also do manis and, and petties. I do manis and petties um, there. I'm actually an intern, uh, apprentice. Okay. Um, so um, soon enough, I'll be taking my test, and I will be passing it. That's and I will definitely be doing nails, and I'll be certified to do it all the way around the board. All right, and I'm gonna tell you guys, as you hear um, hear us talk, Gordon does a lot of things, and there's some people that do a lot of things, and they're a jack of all trades and a master of none. Uh, the one thing I can say about him is that everything that he does, he's gonna put his all in, and when you go, you're gonna get great service. He's going to make you laugh. He's going to make you feel comfortable. He's going to make you feel good. And when you leave there, you're going to leave in a better state than when you came in. Now, listen, we got about only about six, seven minutes mm-hmm. left. All right, so what I want you to do, I want you to take time now. I'm going to leave the floor to you. I want you to give everybody the information about the book. I want you to give everybody the information about your business. I want you to give everybody the information about the ministry. I want you to give everybody, I'm giving you a lot of stuff too. I got you. <laughs> I want you to give everybody uh, information on how they can connect with you because on Facebook, uh, you do your morning, uh, what are they called? I can't remember what they're called. Wake up, wait, Transformation Tuesdays. Transformation Tuesdays. I want you guys to connect with him with his Transformation Tuesdays. He's going to get you up, he's going to get you encouraged, he's going to get you empowered, get you starting your day right, okay? But I want you to give them all the information that they can get about you, your websites, your social medias, everything. All right. So um, you can look me up on Facebook. Those of you that are out there in radio land, um, TV land, Facebook land, Instagram, you can get in contact with me. Uh, look me up on Facebook at Numa Wellness and Spa, LLC. Numa is P-N-E-U-M-A. Uh, Numa Wellness and Spa LLC. You can go to my website, www.numawellnessspa.com. You um, can contact me, um, phone 302-990-8907. As far as the book, City of Refuge, the stories of how our life has changed, um, you can get it on Amazon. Uh, um, www.amazon.com you can purchase it on Kindle Uh, for those of you that are local in the Dover area I have some on hand which is $20 uh, to get an autograph uh, book by all the authors I can come to you our church is City of Refuge Inc. you can find us at the Wesley College Chapel every Saturday at 12 noon Every Saturday at 12 noon, we do not turn on Sundays. Um, what else you said? Uh, also, as far as if you want to lose weight, gain weight, yeah. just have energy, um, I do meal planning, one-on-one coaching. Uh, it's numa24.goherbalife.com. Awesome, awesome. So you got all of his information. It's going to be on the replay as well, so if you said, I didn't catch everything. You can listen to it once again. Listen, I want to thank you for being on the show today, Gordon. I do have one more question before we go off the air. What or who inspires you? Apostle Ira Dwayne Rose Okay. How did, why does he inspire you? Um, his, his, if I hold out just a little while longer, that song is a meaning for me of mm-hmm. someone who has uh, triumphed over 
never gave up, kept going, um, and not only that, knew exactly the words to say to keep me going so that way I don't give up. So as far as inspiring, and so um, I always tell people, um, <laughs> he's my spiritual breeder. Mm-hmm. He, uh, that's who God has placed me under. So there will be certain things that I act like that resemble him because mm-hmm. it needs to be because I didn't say he's my father. Definitely. And then, uh, but it doesn't take away from my own identity. Who you are. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I want you to um, leave one last message with everybody. If it was one thing that you want everybody to take away from tonight's show, or if it's something that you want to say to them as they're about to transition to uh, 2020, um, what would be one thing that you want to say and a message you want to give? I want you guys to declare that not only this is your season, but I want you to say to yourself this is your decade. Um, I definitely uh, encourage you guys because of the fact of when you have seasons, there's only so much you can get within a season. But when you have a decade, that gives you time for growth. That gives you time for maturity. That gives you time to have consequences and learn from them. That gives you time to say your story or apologize or repent. It gives you time to actually just grow beyond what your eyes can see and not be confused all up in so many seasons. The last time I checked, I had four. <laughs> but, uh, some of us stay transitioning in this season. We have so many going seasons <laughs> yes, that Lord. we can't even enjoy the first season that God has had us in. Right, right. So I want you guys to declare. That's something our church is doing. We are declaring that within this decade, I am mm. going to learn. And the word, the, the the number ten actually means you have to be willing. You have to be and take responsibility. Mm. But after you have done all that. Within 10 years, there is actually, it means complete. complete. So you have, will have time to complete all that you want to in 10 years or open that which you want to in those 10 years. So if anything that I leave with you, this is your decade. I agree with you. When one or two uh, come into agreement, okay, that means things have to happen. There's God in it. And that means it's going to work. So if you're looking to grow and if you're looking to be mature about the situations or your situations or your current situations or whatever have you, I don't know what your it is or this is or that is, but just say this is your decade. Listen, guys, say it right now. Say it out loud right now. This is my decade. And say it with conviction. Believe that thing, that it is your decade and it shall be so. Listen. We want to thank Gordon again for joining us on tonight. We thank him for sharing freely with us. I know that everybody that was listening is leaving better than when you came, what you came in or better than when you tuned in. And I know you've been empowered. He dropped some nuggets to us that we can eat on. I'm saying it like he preached the message. Basically, he was in, he was in here preaching. But we can eat on those for the days, weeks, and months to come. I thank each and every one of you for tuning in. I pray that, as I said, you were blessed. Join me Sunday. We have um, Darius Lavelle. Darius Lavelle. Some of you may know him as the Icon Kid. Some of you may not be able to honestly say you know him as the Icon Kid. But he has an awesome story, and I believe if you tune in that you will be blessed by this man's story, all right? As I always say, create a great day. Walk with purpose. And by all means, God, execute your vision. 
and there's going to be a long pause here because I feel it in math getting to zero. We have about eight seconds left, so you're going to have a long pause, all right? See you <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> all right, so we're off the air, okay? We're off the air, and I, as I said, I have three questions I like to ask everybody when we're off the air, okay? okay? No, the first question is, yes, be, be you, all right? What advice would you give to anyone that feels that they have no purpose in life or that they messed up so much in life that they messed away their purpose? To only know that it's faded. Mm. Mm. I like that. To only know that it's faded. And not only that, but the thing is, I like to say this. Allow somebody's belief in you to strengthen you until you can take it and strengthen yourself. Yes. It actually helps with forgiveness. Right, right, right. I feel you. Because, you know, it was something else you said in the book, too. I didn't get to bring this up on the air. But you said that even, you know, when you were hitting down the path and, uh, you know, from you were looking at everything, living life from the sexual side of things, which you're able to do sexually. Hey, God. You said that your family and everybody was encouraging you. They were giving you compliments, but those compliments, you didn't value those compliments as much as you valued it coming from those that were, were giving it to you sexually. Yeah. So I, I like how you explain to people that you have to grab hold of what people believe in you until you believe in it yourself. All right. Here we like, you kind of already did this. Um, and that's my fault. I shouldn't have asked you who inspires you uh, question before we went off the air. But here we like to honor what we call transforming transformers. Okay. And transforming transformers are people who have experienced transformation in their lives, and now they dedicate their lives to assisting others experience transformation in their lives. So it's a mentor, it's a pastor, it's a teacher, all of those things. I always ask everybody to share with us one to three um mentors or, you know, those who have been transforming transformers in your life. So I guess we can do Apostle again, and then if it's anybody else that you want to uh, bring up. Of course you have Apostle Roche. Mm-hmm. I read the Wayne Roche with her. Um, then I have, um, if you don't mind, I have uh, uh, Clifton Penny Jones. Oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, then I have, let's see, some, uh, Calvin Ivan. Um, uh, and then you guys have um, been a major, major, major uh, impact in my life as far as male um, because of how I first viewed male mm-hmm. and the fact that God has allowed me to see you guys as heart. And mm-hmm. even remember that time I asked you, I said, can I call you a big brother? Yeah, yeah. And um, because God said you can call. And mind you, I didn't even know, I didn't even know that was in my heart. Right, right, I feel you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, did, I didn't know. But it was literally at that moment, the reason why I asked you was because God said, you can call me. And I said, mm-hmm. So I said, can I call you a big 
I remember that. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, why not? <laughs> Only because like it was like, wow. And at that moment, that's what you were to me because you were there when you saw me and my other brother. Uh, uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. And so, um, and I kind of use y'all with scripture. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, the Bible, and yes, I can give it all to this one man, but I would be, I would, it would be a myth to sit up here and act like this, it was just him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I know the Bible says, uh, be fruitful. Mm-hmm. The Bible says, be fruitful. I would like to say he's fruitful. Right, right, right. Could be the fruitful because yeah. he taught me identity. He's the one who got me my purpose. He's the one got me my purpose. And then it says to multiply. And if I did not sit here and listen to you teach prophetic class, and granted, I, you know, I still, let me tell you about the sidebar. Mm-hmm. And I'm upset with you because <laughs> if I had not <laughs> went to your prophetic class, I'd probably still be trying to run. Yeah. For the this whole month, mm. last month, Lord told me, I will make you prophesy. Mm. Every Sabbath. <laughs> Not every Sabbath. <laughs> every Sabbath. Thank you, God. This month, Lord God. I promise you, I I could not, I could not shake it off. I mean, my, and it got so intense that I could not sleep. So I had to prophesy. Mm. It got to the point, oh my God. I'm like, we off air. This is yeah, cinematic, right? right? Mm-hmm. All right. I even try to slip up on purpose. Right. I feel mm-hmm. you so you didn't have to. So I usually mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. happened is once I fall, yeah. once I fall, it's I like promise you, I baby, why did that thing? I have three more prophecies after right. mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? I can't be doing this. I can't be sitting on purpose to take, try right. to get my gift away. I try to get, and I'm like, oh. so God just knows when I'm about to get this word out of preposition. Right, I feel you. And I have to give it. I have to I give you. it. That's but awesome. he told me, I'll make you prophesy to a book where sin is so much of a conviction to you. Oh. And I said, whoa. Turn that up. And I oh. said, and and how he gave it, he said, focus uh, more of on your faith. Feed your faith more so sin is no, no more of a concern. That's it. And that's the key to it there. If you're listening out there and you're struggling, and in your mind you keep, I can't get, I can't get past this, I can't do this, I can't do that. He just gave you a solution to it right there. A prophetic solution at that. And I said, whoa. He said, you so sometimes we sit on purpose. But sometimes mm-hmm. we actually focus on sin so much that faith is not even nowhere even focused on. It becomes the norm. Because we're trying to so so much not try to sin. Right. Right. That faith without works is dead. He yep. said, so do what you need to do so that way sin is not even a concern for you. I totally, I totally agree with it. And I said, okay. Got it. So you guys, uh, you will be the multiplication. Mm-hmm. Because you're teaching certain things that stood out, I'm able to be of service and be a multiplier. Meaning, you know, people think uh, they say, "What? Be fruitful and multiply." Meaning, babies. No, he gave us what's more. Those were the first commandments, actually. Right. 
get your talent to get together, mm-hmm. multiply, be of service with them. Right. And so you would be there. And, and the teachings of replenishing, you know, and doing all that, I would give to Cal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would give to so him. The Lord knows of teaching. Because not only could he teach, but, and all y'all still have a way of replenishing. Mm-hmm. But that for me, that's what he how he, mm-hmm. I, how I get, and then to subdue, of course, is going to the Father Himself. Right, right, right. Because subduing literally takes force. It literally takes sometimes, even sometimes, it's not always forceful. Sometimes passive, passive force, right, passive right, force right. is You can, I can let you have it just right. by being calm. Right. <laughs> And you know, a lot of times that that makes people more angry. Right. <laughs> that gets to them more by that. I can keep it cute. <laughs> Got you. Got you. All right. So so that that's your three. Um, we thank God for each and every one of them. Uh, thank you for being the transforming transformers that you are. And I want to say something. Yeah, that's the last. All right. I want to say something before this, though. Before we get to this. Because he tried to make me cry, and it's not going to work. No weapon formed against me. No weapon. (laughs) But I want to say this, too. I I really want to say this, and y'all can hear it, and you can hear the teacher. And We didn't get to talk that much about the teaching, the ministry that's inside of him. We didn't really talk. We talked about the ministry but didn't talk about the ministry. This man is a teacher. Do you hear me? When I say it, and I don't listen to a lot of teachers, because confusing what we talk about. Okay. But this man is a teacher, but I also want to honor this man because I remember I was in New Jersey. And I'm not going to go there tonight because I don't feel like wrong, okay? But God used this young man to come rescue me from New Jersey. I It, it had gotten real ugly. I don't know if I talked about this on the show. I tell y'all all my business. I don't know if I told y'all this one yet, but it had gotten real ugly, and God used this man to come bring me back to Delaware. And guess where I ended up at? The city. You hear what I'm saying? The city. And I received restoration at the city. Do you understand what I'm saying? And you've heard y'all heard me talk about. It. So you, I received the restoration that this man was talking about in his book at the city of refuge. So you're out there, you're looking, you need to go. You don't need to even second guess it. You need to come. You need to go. Do you hear me? You need to go to the city because that's where your answer is. That's where your solution is. That's where the prophetic word that's going to pull you to where you need to go with. Probably be him prophesying the way God got it prophesying there. Okay. You know, so, yeah, get there. Whatever you have to do, get there. Now, last question, Gordon, and then I'm going to let you go because I got another podcast at 11. All right, so um, who is God to you? Oh, man. Oh, man. I always like to ask everybody because I have not gotten the same answer any time. I've never gotten the same answer any time. It all is based upon your personal relationship with me. So I thank God for the authentic. That sums it up. Nothing else has to be said. Nothing else has to be said. So, again, we thank you, Gordon, for joining us. Thank you. Tune in Sunday night. We'll be back Sunday, Monday, Friday, and then I think for two weeks until I leave for my cruise, 
We have two shows a week, guys, so I want you guys to be tuning into those. Thank you again for each and every one of you being who you are. Follow me on all my social media platforms. Type in Clifton Petty John. You'll find me. Visit my website, www.cliftonpettyjohn.com. I'm having a sale right now in our store, 25% off of everything until Monday. So go by, check it out, and be blessed. Peace.